Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian podcast with Piet Coleman and Travis Stone. Good evening from Prague and welcome to the Bohemian podcast. I'm your host Piet Coleman and I'm Travis Dow from the History of Germany podcast. Well, we get a special episode tonight that I think has been long overdue where we're not going to be talking about a specific historical event or a biography on on uh, the Czech people or Czech history uh, or something that really kind of makes the Bohemian podcast what it is. We're going to actually talk a little bit more about the re- results of what we're doing with the podcast and go through some of our listener mail and comments that we're getting from Bohemican.com, which I think is something that uh, we can do at this point. We're, li- we're actually doing this particular show just before December of 2014. And at the current stats that we have from uh, certain analytic uh, websites, is that we're coming up on 26,000 subscribers for the Bohemican podcast, which I think is uh, a wonderful thing. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in, visiting the website. It's kind of surreal. It is. When we did our year, first year anniversary show back in the beginning of 2014, we were uh, approaching 20,000, I think, or actually 15,000 at the time. So a lot of people got word of mouth about the show, I think, or started hearing things about, about the show from either the History of Alchemy podcast or the History of Germany podcast that Travis is doing as well right now or other podcasts that mention the show. So I think that kind of promotion really goes pretty far. We're approaching, actually, our anniversary for year number two, and we've done a mm-hmm. lot of great shows. I, you know, I think uh, great shows in the sense that I'm sure there's room for improvement <laughs> sure. in you know, what we're doing, but um, great shows in the sense that there, there are stories and introductions to Czech life that I felt it was necessary to get out in year two of the Bohemian podcast, and I think we've done that and then some. Uh, we're not quite done with this year. We've got some, uh, several other shows to, oh, to finish out the year. There's still some great ones, yeah. Yeah, and looking ahead to 2015, there is still a lot on the docket to, to cover. So to our listeners, you know, stay with us. I think uh, you're going to really like what's coming up. So Travis, you know, I, I, I want to take this just opportunity to thank our listeners and reaffirm to them that we do listen to your comments. And I do reply to every comment that I can get. It might be a couple of weeks or a month or so, but I reply to everything that I get from the bohemican.com comment section. And uh, I would definitely want to make sure that, uh, that your voices are heard. So yeah. without giving too much information about the, the, the listener's background, we'll, we'll kind of go over some, some listener mail tonight. You know, we're kind of a niche show, like, you know, 26,000, that's way more than we ever thought we would get, but it's a much smaller show than, like, I don't know, British history podcasts. Right. Well, they, they, they get crazy history. numbers. <laughs> sure. And and I think that's what, so first of all, it's interesting is that we got way more than I kind of thought we would um, for all the shows. And that's really interesting that people are out there listening. But then, even then, it's just a number. And if we didn't have, if we didn't get reviews on iTunes, for, well, no one would know about us because that's sure. what kind of raises us through the ranks. Um, but it's it's reviews on iTunes, and then also every once in a while these these messages that come through, like you know by email or comments or whatever, you know it's really great to hear from listeners and to kind of be able to put a name to you know one of the twenty six thousand people, and and you know just just kind of let us know that hey yeah we're we're here and we're listening and you know it's it's been great. I and, mean, and like we said, we we don't like you to hold back. I mean, let us know if there's things that. Uh, that uh, you think we could do better, and uh, as we can tell you tonight, you'll, you'll hear some of those those comments. Uh, well, the, you know, we'll yeah, go the, through the, the litany of things of saying, okay, there's oh, there, there's mispronunciation, there's maybe some historical inaccuracies, 
uh, those type of things, and we try to, to take that into account. Or, or even in the beginning, like our audio quality. Oh, jeez, that was, I know. But that yeah, was bad. People, we people, were didn't, learning. <laughs> people didn't tell us about that. We might not even notice, because if I listen to it, you know, if you listen to it on headphones, it sounds one way. If you're listening to it in your cars, it sounds completely different. So, didn't we, at one point, I think we had a truck driver in the United States that was listening yeah, to was our like, podcast. I, I only use one earbud, and so yeah. I only get one of your voices, or, yeah. It, right, it was, because we, we published it in stereo or something. We did. So it went back and forth. We sounded fine in, like, in, in certain respects. But uh, if you're listening to it uh, in, in that way, with, like our truck driver friend did, um, you're you're going to have uh, probably some some issues. So we rectified that, and you know we, we've we've tried out different types of recording devices to uh, to to be able to do certain things. And of course, we also changed some things with the website. Uh, you'll notice that uh, recently that the website has a brand new look to it. There's going to be some continual functionality changes with that, which I think will be great. There'll be some some more information about Czech life and Czech history. And because actually, yeah, that, that that should be emphasized. Like, so Bohemican.com is more than just um, where the show lives. There's blog posts about it, and there's a bunch of information about each each podcast. So it is really cool to you know stop by and look at the maps that are associated with the shows or. Right, um, you know the little synopsis and everything. So there's yeah. there's more to it than just the show notes. Or, you will you, you know. will notice we put a lot of time in the idea of of giving uh, par- paraphrasing what the podcast is supposed to be in the descriptions on iTunes. You'll see that same description on the website that goes into what the podcast is about before you before you uh, tune on in. There's some great pictures there. Yeah, you know, yeah, we you know we got some great pictures. Um, adding some more of my photog- my personal photography. Uh, from my travels around the Czech Republic the past three years. So you get to see the Czech Republic through my eyes, not just through an audio aspect, but also through a visual aspect as well. Yeah, but let me, let me get to the first yeah, listener let, let, Let's so, get to this because this I, li- I like these nice ones first. So here's, yeah, here's, here's a nice one. Here's a nice Can one. Can we do this, a compliment sandwich? <laughs> good, bad, good. This, this, one, this one's a short one. This is a, this is a good example. This is from, from John, and he writes in to say, Hi, Pete. My wife and I are Americans who have been living in Prague for two years, so kind of in a similar boat that we are. Sure. For two years now, and love it here. We just discovered your podcast and think it's great. Thanks for putting in the time to do it, and we hope you keep it up. Simple messages like this let us know that we're not talking to ourselves. I mean, that's that's always a plus. I you know um, I, I like this one too, Travis. This this is interesting too. Congratulations on your first year of podcasting. And this is from Patrick M. I'm looking forward to the years of podcasting to come. When I first started listening, I admit I wasn't sure how long I'd stay. <laughs> the audio in those early days came uh, with a little bit of issues and it was uh, exclusively in my left ear, something we, all, yeah. we just talked yep. about, right? So uh, the other issue, I felt that there was a little bit of anti-Catholicism from one of you. Who would that be? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But of course, I don't believe that was intentional. As I am Catholic, I could certainly be guilty of reading far more into what was said as a historian at heart. Um, I can certainly appreciate the critical view, of course, of 2,000 years of, of, of history. I'm pretty sure the other one of you is Catholic, and I, was, and I didn't want to uh, have an indictment on your show. I was a little reluctant to, uh, to listen to some of your podcasts from that point on, but I'm glad that I did. So, you know, I feel your podcasts are very polished, and, and you stayed a lot. So, you know, you know Patrick you know, had, a, had an interesting point. Travis, sometimes when we, when we talk about certain things, we're not going to make everybody happy. Well, I mean, it's got to be said that like, so, so Pete and I are basically best friends here and one of us is Catholic and one of us is Protestant. I'm not going to say who's who. I mean, it's anybody's guess. Well, I think we both started off but, Protestant actually. But yeah, I mean, so this thing is like living in Prague, you know, yeah. living in the city that started the 30 years war, there's a lot of this historical yeah. um, stuff that happened here. Um, in fact, a lot of this stuff was, was yeah, Jan Hus, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we poke fun at each other and not just for that, for all kinds of stuff. We, we have to edit like half the show oh, out. Oh man, actually, when it actually comes... you have, you have a file on me. 
Yeah. <laughs> for, I, all, for all the stuff that we keep, that, I, there's I no save, way we could ever put I that out. I save my edits <laughs> as bloopers and I save those to a special file. I can never publish that. Like maybe on my deathbed because it's just horrible stuff. And Funny, but horrible. <laughs> but horrible. But, but so the stuff, the stuff you guys actually get to hear is the most toned down version. And, and yes, it's all in fun. Um, you know, I wouldn't say anything against Catholicism if I wasn't talking to my best buddy who's a Catholic. You know, yeah, that kind well, of you know, thing. And, like, and I'm obviously thing, incredibly respectful. My wife's Catholic. Yeah, well, you and, know, and, and the thing too is like, you know, we, we try to, to have a reverence for different viewpoints, absolutely. But, um, you know, there's... As, but we're, as, also, we're not going to take ourselves well, too seriously. We're not, we're not going to take mean, ourselves too seriously. We're, we're also amateur historians. And I think in that sense, you know, we try to get different viewpoints to, to get, to get the, the issue across with... With people of different, many different faiths or cultures, or or even historical outlooks sure. on things. Sure, and and it has to be said that I realize that if someone doesn't know me personally, there it's going to be harder for them to tell if what I'm saying is a joke or how I mean it. Or it is good. I mean, if if we offend somebody, then by all means, let us know so we can, you know, kind of watch out for that. Like I said, you know, we work together. We basically sit next to each other every day. And we just don't know anymore. I mean, I've just I've lost my moral compass. <laughs> it's gone. It's, it's just gone. gone. You know. I, I, you know. So, <laughs> in no way do we mean offense to to any group of people or any individual. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, that's no. just not who we are. Well, and I, and I also think that there are subject matter, like you said, Travis, especially here in Prague, uh, and in what was known Bohemia and Moravia, what is today the Czech Republic. You know, you have to understand that there's there's several things going on here. For one. The Czechs lead Europe as the most atheist country. Uh, there's a reason for that. Well, yeah, they're just tired of the back and forth too, and then add communism on add top communism of it. On, on top of that, and and how that worked, and then before that, you talked about being under the Habsburg rule for hundreds of years and under the yoke of, of uh, certain you know Catholic mandates, and then of course the Thirty Years' War tearing so, turning this country apart. There's so much here yeah, that soured people thing. on religion. Travis, what do we have next? All right, so I got I got one from uh, Albert. I just wanted to say I really enjoy the Bohemian podcast. Wait, is this a compliment sandwich? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> All right, well, okay. I heard it mentioned on the World War II history and China history episode. Yeah, big thank you to those guys, to Ray, Ray Harris and Laszlo Montgomery, for mentioning us on the show. I think we we noticed a, a spike in listenership that day. Yep. Because those are those are two of the greats, and you know, here's us little and podunk. They, and they, and they were very nice. They were very nice and complimentary to the, to our program. Uh, and, uh, you know, really getting the idea together that, you know, we're, we're taking this kind of niche idea that no one's really kind of really done so, so much as we have and, yeah. and put we, it out we there. Didn't, we did not go after the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. We went after the uh, historical aspects that we thought would be more interesting for us to read about, like alchemy in my case and, and Czech Republic. You know, and, you I, know, and I think you... I that, think, is, that is not an easy sell. No, it's that not. Is, and I you know, think you'll notice that, that we enjoy what we do. And it's not something that you, I think you can see that we wane from one point to the other that, oh, we're just kind of phoning it in this month or whatever. Uh, you, you see that we put a lot of attention into our research. We put a lot of attention into our delivery and our editing. Um, and that's mainly because we enjoy what we do and we, we want to get that message out to other people that may not know about the Czech Republic the way we're experiencing yeah. right now. Yep. But, I mean, yep, we do this because we want to. Um, you might notice that at the beginning of every show – we do not say this show is brought to you by XYZ. And not to saying we wouldn't sell out. Yeah, if maybe one day. Right. Sure. Sure, absolutely. But um, everything we do is free, right? But now the thing for, is for that we, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we are, every once in a while we might get a donation and that helps with server costs. But um, yeah, we, you know, we just don't have the listener base to, to attract advertisers. Let me get back to this uh, mail. So he says, okay, today I'm listening to the 22nd episode and was surprised that you don't speak Czech. 
I didn't realize you haven't been there very long yet. I'd love to hear an episode on what it's like to live in a country where you don't really speak the language. I came to the website to write a note and was also surprised to learn that you use a wheelchair. I would also find it very interesting hearing about being handicapped in Europe. My favorite episode are the ones that describe current life in the Czech Republic. The beer episode was fantastic, as was the Christmas episode. Sorry, I would love to find a podcast that focuses on some small aspects of people's lives around the world. The beer show was an excellent example of that. Cheers, Albert. Uh, yeah, so a couple of things obviously struck me. So um, I've been here 10 years and finally gave up, and I'm moving back to Santa, I'm moving back to California now. But um, my, my check is horrendous. It's like, um, <laughs> I call it restaurant check. And it's not for a lack of trying. So I am, I am a language person. Uh, I was warned before I came here that Czech is a notoriously difficult language to learn. Um, if you know other Slavic languages, that does not matter. So it is much harder than Polish, Russian, Serbian, you name it. It is, much, it is because um, it is kind of an artificially constructed, um, in the revival in the 19th century, they had to you know, invent their grammar, not from scratch, um, but it's it's kind of an archaic form of the language. So German has four cases, Czech has seven. Every Your name changes depending on, on whether I'm saying I'm giving something to you or I'm going with you, you know, spetrem or spetri. If I'm getting your attention, you know, petre. You know, your name changes seven different ways depending on, you know, and that's, and then, well, you know, and then it's feminine and, and masculine, so 14 different ways potentially and, um, you know, and on and on and on. So um, it's just a really complicated Sent, uh, language to learn and you know my German is basically I wouldn't quite say native but beyond fluent um, I, I'm picking up Spanish quickly I have no problem you know learning French and, and other like western languages but Czech's just hard it is um, and when I first moved here that actually was a problem because not everybody spoke English you know I moved here to teach English and because uh, everyone wanted to learn because everyone kind of realized oh well they're not going to learn Czech are they so um, but yeah, you, you can survive. I think it's, it's interesting to note that it's never really been a problem. In this day and age, you know, someone will call me up and I'm like, email, email. And then, you know, I, they send me an email. I Google Translate it, send my, send my reply, Google Translate that back to check and send a response. Everything can be done. Uh, my wife's Costa Rican. Her check's decent. You know, Pete married a check. So um, if there is an emergency, you just kind of hand the phone over and you're like, Deal with this. That, that's, that's, Travis, that's actually very true. I think if you were in a really tough situation where you didn't have support, where you didn't have people that were willing to kind of speak English to you like they are in the yeah, bigger like, cities well, in Czech I know Republic. how to ask for help and I know how to say like something's hurting and, yeah. you know, rough body parts. I, I still think it's extremely disrespectful because um, there's, as a foreigner, to not learn the language because there is so much of the culture that is through language. You know, like I know this from, from speaking German that like you tell a joke and you're like, oh, you, I can't translate it and you're not going to get it because, you know, oh, well, this word has two meetings. So it's a pun. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, it just, it just, it just doesn't translate. So, um, yeah, I get that. I, I totally get that. And um, Czech is just, uh, it was just beyond me. I, n I never had to speak it, so I never did. Well, you know, I, I would look at it this way. You know, I, my kids actually help me greatly by translating for me because they, they, they speak, you know, wonderful Czech and they speak great English. And my son's relearning his English. So English is becoming a little bit easier for him as he's, as he's moving forward. Uh, but his Czech is, 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 is great. Um, so I use them quite a bit. So, yeah, there are my crutches on, in a sense that, that, I, that I use them. But it, uh, it does help if you are able to... It makes for more of an adventure. Well, it makes for more adventure. And <laughs> just look at it this way. You, you, you can go a long way by 
going through your greetings and starting off conversations before you say, whoa, 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 I'm sorry, I, yeah, Angleski the, the, only. The folks here that do speak Czech, I mean, it has to be said that they probably got here before I did. So back 15 years ago, you just kind of had to learn. You had to do it, right. And you just, you just go to a bar every day until you pick it up. You know, you just try your damnedest. Um, but the other point in this email... So Pete is in a wheelchair. I That's right. I, I, we, uh, we very, I don't think I really brought that up too much in all our 45, yeah. But that episodes, is no right? problem in Central Europe because everything is accessible. Oh, of course. There is no <laughs> issues whatsoever. I would say it's even better than the States in that regard. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of dripping sarcasm here <laughs> because it is... It is extremely difficult to live here, but doable. That, that's doable. the thing. Oh, yeah. It is doable. You're just going to have to have a lot of patience. You're going to have a lot of research to do with yourself and so if, if you some did, equipment. So if you didn't catch that just now, yeah, it, <laughs> no. If you're in a wheelchair thinking, oh, well, Travis said so, I'm going to – no. It is, it is – compared to the states, um, there's no mandatory laws that saying they have to install a ramp or, or an elevator for people to get in. Not all the metro stations, like the subway stations, are accessible. So there's certain ones, and they'll have a little icon on there. Not all trams are accessible. So you got to look at the timetable. Instead of waiting five minutes, you might have to wait 25 minutes sure. for the next, next accessible one. You know, it has a little ramp that goes down ele- electrically. And that's just, you know, communists didn't care. My Czech teacher um, even told me that in communist days, you just, you just never saw somebody in a wheelchair out on the street because right. they were all kind of – they lived in their own little – complex or their compound and they just didn't get out much because it just no one gave it any thought you know does no one really um took their rights into consideration or you know just yeah it just wasn't the communist way everyone's equal and well if you're not you're not you know and it's your fault and um so you know some interesting tales from from that time and it obviously took a long time to get out of that mindset so all new buildings are accessible but we're not doing this show because of new buildings so, you know, I got, it, it has, it's very commendable that – so Pete has seen many more castles than I have. And it's just a matter of, well, I'm going to drive up the hill and, you know, until someone stops me. And then I'm going to get out get, – get my chair and drive to the – as deep into the castle as I can. And first set of stairs I get at, I'll be like, all right, well, this, this was nice, you know. Yeah. And that's amazing <laughs> because he's seen more of the Czech Republic than I have. And, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, well, you know, I, I, I make it a point. It, it, there's a – there's a little thing that I have a little book, and this is what your wife actually likes. This little, this little mm-hmm. travel book. You get stickers when you go to uh, these places, and it's stamped to prove that you were there. And super nerdy. I yeah, do not I, encourage this. <laughs> I do it to keep track, so so I actually keep it as a journal somewhat, so I know where I've been and when I was there, um, and then I can write about it later, or maybe take notes for to the podcast. Some of these stamps are literally sweat, blood, and tears <laughs> to to get to get by pushing up uh, cobblestone hills to to. Uh, in a wheelchair up to the front of a of a of a castle or or to a, a chateau of some sort or, or or to a battlefield, I really have earned my stripes here in, in that sense. But I will tell you, legally, things are starting to change quite a bit, and the Czechs are are doing a, an admirable job to try to catch up with wheelchair accessibility here. You can find some great accessibility in some major places, and then unfortunately. You know, when I think about pub life, that is a little difficult to, to go to a pub that's accessible. But uh, there's some that are out there, and there's some that you're going to have to, you know, do some wheelies to get down a couple steps maybe or have some assistance. But I think uh, for the most part, you can make things happen in Europe, and I would recommend people with disabilities to really get out there and, and experience that. What brought me to Europe in the first place, I'm, I'm 29 years post-injury this year, 
uh, spinal cord injury. So I've had uh, you know, almost three decades worth of being used to this, this stuff as an incomplete paraplegic. And I, and I will tell you that I never thought about traveling or living in Europe until I started actually traveling with a sports team. I was on the United States wheelchair fencing team, Paralympic hopeful for about eight years. And I got to travel around the world. And, and part of that experience helped me meet my, my future wife at the time, and then also get the experience of what it was like to, to go beyond the safety nest of the United States, which is extremely well accessible for people living with disability. It's, yeah. all, it's all relative, yeah. right? I mean, it's not like you're going to Inner Mongolia. Will you be stuck in your hotel room? No. no. You can go out and see stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, there, and there's a lot of things you'd there, be surprised there at. There are sites yeah. out there that kind of map out certain places. Um, you know, you can you can call ahead. It's, it's definitely not an unsurmountable... And there, there, there's also a few places, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Paraplay uh, is an uh, organization here in the Czech Republic that, that in, in Prague specifically, that helps people with, living with disabilities, uh, foreigners, um, uh, citizens of the Czech Republic. Um, so th- there are some, some, some help out. There is some help out there. We're, this might be a podcast, if it's not too niche, that I might bring up again because I have met a lot of wonderful people that, that help do tours for people with disabilities or people that have mobility impairments. Uh, such as like elderly community, you know, mm-hmm. that, that still want to see Prague or Brno or a few other big cities in the Czech Republic. So, hey, you know, uh, maybe that is a, sh- a show idea. Travis, let's move on to our, to our next story, which I thought was uh, interesting, too. And this is from a woman named Jasmine. Hi, my name is Jasmine. My family is Czech. My great-great-grandmother came from Czechoslovakia and settled uh, in Oregon. One of her big questions that Jasmine had was, a little confusion on the name of our show, uh, the sub, subtext of our show, which is Bohemian American. And she goes, you know, basically, you know, what, what gives you the, the claiming that you can claim yourself as Bohemian American? Who do you think you Who are? Who do you think you are? And I think my response to her was, of course, very polite. I am not of Czech descent. So none of us have ever claimed to be Bohemian. Never. Czech Never. American. Um, yeah, the title of the show, Bohemian comes from Bohemian American, as in, we're two American expats living in Bohemia. But I will tell you is this. That, is that simple? I will tell you this, though. Because I married into a Czech family, and my kids are both consider themselves 50% Your Czech, kids are 50% Czech American, Americans. right? Yeah, so. That uh, because that household is... <laughs> Your that, household is Bohemian My house American. Is, is Bohemian American. So, yep. so um, yeah, I am living in a, in a surrogate way, and I think... Uh, that, that brings a little spice to the show. So to Jasmine, I would just say yes. You know, we do our best because we are expats. We're but foreigners. Yeah, but there's no there's no false advertisement nope. there. We've <laughs> never claimed to be of Czech descent. I'm not of Czech descent. All right. So here, here's here's another one. This one is from Martin. Uh, I just found your podcast. Well done and thanks. Very enjoyable and insightful. I visited Prague in the Czech Republic back in 2008 with some friends and had a wonderful time. And I want to thank you uh, because listening makes me feel like I want to go back very soon. All right, Travis, what's next? Here's another one. This one's from, from Craig. I really enjoy your podcast. You always sound very prepared and do a great job of dumbing things down for guys like me. I started listening because we are planning a trip to Central Europe for spring 2015. This trip, this trip is a whirlwind and we really want to go to Prague. However, it's looking like we'll only get to be there for a good one and a half days. Way too little time to be there, I know. I wish it could be more. If you get any free time in the next five months, would you mind throwing together a quick list of must-sees for Prague that could be done in a day and a half? From listening to your podcast, I've learned so much. My list of must-sees would probably take at least three full days in Prague and another three to four outside of Prague. And uh, his full trip is Munich, Salzburg, Vienna, Prague. And he's trying to get everything done in nine days. Wow. Thanks so much for your time. 
first of all, Craig, um, that sounds like that sounds like an awesome trip. Also, rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say one thing, once and for all, and I'll never say it again. <laughs> but I've been here ten years. You're never. I don't know everything about Prague. Um, the people that that. You know what really grinds my gears? No, no. But with the people that do Europe in two weeks, it's just like, oh, man, you can't even, you don't even scratch the surface. People that say, I did Paris or I did Berlin, like, no, you didn't. What, you saw the National Museum or Brandenburger Tour? I mean, but, but the thing is that, yes, you can actually, you can get a nice uh, cross-section of Prague if you go start up at the castle walk your way down, maybe the castle gardens or whatever, and then you, you get into Malostranska and then cross Charles Bridge, and you end up in Old Town Square. That's, that's like, you know, take your time, wander around, see Loretta, you know. Um, there's a couple of detours there, but all in all, if, you, if you're a decently swift walker, you, you can see it all in uh, like six to eight hours of walking. And there are tours that do that. Well, you know, Craig, when you travel uh, internationally, that takes a lot of time away from work, and it takes you know a monetary expense, to, of course, to, to, to get to where you need to be. It, it, it can be a lot of hassle. Don't look at it like you're never going to come back to Europe, you know, uh, and try to do it all at once. And, and Craig, this is another thing. We're really picking on Craig here, aren't we? <laughs> we're Poor Craig. Yeah. We're, we're sorry, buddy. No. You know, Craig brings up a good point that not only will uh, an email be coming to you about some of this stuff, but also there'll be some things on the bohemican.com website that deal with some of our favorite tours that, that, uh, that we, re- we would recommend. As far as looking, looking around some maps that we're going to do that, I'm going to put that in a special uh, spot with some of the other things that we're doing on the side. You know, we've done so many podcasts on certain aspects of Prague that we hope that the show can give you some ideas about what you want to see when you get here. Uh, not just to live here, but also just to visit too. You, you know, you can go, sure. you know revisit yeah. the the Jewish history podcast that we did in our first year. Go back podcasts. to the Halloween episode. Those are all based on buildings. Absolutely, we got so many stories on history about Prague. Uh, not only just Prague, but Chesky Krumlov. We did a destination episode on that on Kudnohora, the silver mining town that's only about an hour drive from here. So there's a lot of things you can you can go back and, and re-listen to to get a better idea more, about forming your travel itinerary. Yeah, I did I did more legends on. Uh, I think there was, yeah, there, on the history of Germany. Yeah, the last Halloween episodes for history of Germany and history of alchemy, those all take place in Prague. So if you're coming here, give, give those a listen. You'll hear some, you know, some more ghost stories, basically. But they, they, those are all about real buildings. Here's another, here's another one from, from a person that deals with a genealogy service by the name of Scott. And his, um, his, his company, I believe, is called Onward to Our Past Genealogy Services. And I don't know exactly, maybe that's out of Washington, D.C., I'm not sure. He had written before saying one of his main areas of specialization is Czech-American genealogy and history. He had heard one of our podcasts and, and read one of our, our reviews, and he said, nice job. I would enjoy communicating with you and looking into ways to promote your podcast with other people, uh, other fans, and, and other audiences. Well, great. You know, We would love to take part in that. That would be wonderful. Scott brings up a, a good point that it's not just people that want to relocate, not people just want to kind of take a, a summer vacation in Prague or just take a quick sort of trip. It's actually people that also want to connect with their Czech heritage. As Americans, uh, nearly all of us, except for maybe the Nat- Native American peoples, have this ancestry that spans across the globe. And sure. so th- there's a huge population of Czech Czech Americans living in certain parts of the, of, of the nation, spe- specifically the Upper Midwest in Chicago, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Texas, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. depending on where they landed, uh, you know, what 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 uh, port they came through and where they decided to to uh, stake claim. 
that there's a lot of people that want to connect with their Czech heritage. And hopefully this show helps them start them on, on their journey. All right, here's one from David. I randomly stumbled on your great podcast and just wanted to thank you for putting it together. I was born in Budapest to Hungarian parents and my family moved to Boston when I was 10. I especially enjoyed episode six, where you rightly broke down the differences between Central and Eastern Europe. I also have to grudgingly agree with your take on Budapest compared to Prague, but please remember that Budapest was damaged severely toward the end of World War II. Anyways, I wish you all the best and keep up the good work. That wasn't even really a compliment sandwich. That was was, was was nice. That's That's good. (laughs) What we said about Budapest is that Budapest is a bigger, dirtier Prague. Now, the thing is, is that, that that is kind of true. But the last time I was in Budapest was like 10 years ago, and I'm sure they've cleaned up some. By the time I was there, too. It yeah. struck me when I was there how similar the cities are in some ways, but just at that point, that was like 2005, and just um, it is bigger, which means that it just takes more money to re- repair all those historical buildings, you know? They were just working on the parliament when I was there, and um, Prague is the same way. If you would have come here in the 90s, in fact, even since I've been here, there's huge leaps and bounds of things that have been renovated and restored and all that stuff. Budapest is on the same track. It's just, you know, it's a bigger city, so it just takes a couple more years to do it. That being said, I loved my time in Budapest. I've been there like maybe eight times. And uh, I, the people Absolutely. there are very interesting. The, the, the language is extremely unique. If you think Czech's hard to learn. Yeah, Hungarian would be the next. <laughs> it would be on that list too. Here's another one we have here from, uh, from Ross. Ross says that he really enjoyed the Death from Above episode. And that's part of, by the way, that's part of our... Uh, continuing series on Czechs and the Great War since we're coming up on the centennial of World War I in 1914 through 1918. We'll be expanding upon that through future episodes as well. Again, uh, he very much enjoyed the Death from Above episode. I wonder if I might trouble you with your opinion on something since this is on a topic similar to your piece. He goes on to say he's considering an aviation history podcast and wanted to get some insight about what we do and, and how to go about that. Travis, this brings up uh, another part of our podcast experience, which is helping other fellow podcasters. We get a lot of help from from, from folks that start podcasts or have been uh, established, and we like to also pay it forward with people that are going into that as well. This is not an easy thing. You know, it's not just putting a microphone up and just talking. You can do that. People do that. Yeah. But we wanted to make the show a little bit more, put more attention to this show. And so we, I would recommend uh, to Ross that, you know, you do your research, you find something that you really enjoy, and that enjoyment will come out in the podcast. And you'll figure it out. As hey, you go forward, you'll, you'll figure out what the best thing for you to do and, is. And Ross, let me tell you, there's a, um, there's a couple of groups out of us to help you. One is the History Podcasters Network. I think it's called HistoryPodcastersNetwork.com. Um, but there's also a Facebook group called History Podcasts in all caps. And just jump on there and say, hey, I'm starting to, I'm looking to start my own show. Those are all history podcast fans or history podcasters. So there's like, I don't know, 30, 40 of us that all hang out there. And then we have our own private um, Facebook group where we talk about stuff that, you know, projects we, we collaborate on behind the scenes. So, you know, join that group. Um, tell them, let them know you're coming. And on the history, so historypodcastersnetwork.com, there's a section on how to get started, what, what software to use, what hardware to use, recommendations. Everybody kind of has their own spin on things. And, it, you know, we use Macs, other people use PCs. And so, that you know, you're, you're going to get a different software list and configurations and that kind of thing. And now we just switch microphones again. But you're going to get a lot of advice there. And it's, it's all great stuff. So you don't need to climb that learning curve as if you're doing it for the first time. There's like 30 of us all hanging out, happy to help new people. And we'll plug your show on our shows and, you know, to let people know that you're coming. So you will, 
you know, play your cards right and hang out and and you will grow your listener fan base a lot faster than we did because, you know, we kind of well, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. And Ross's so. subject matter about um, uh, United States aviation, I think, is a, is a great one. There's a lot of people that are very interested in I would listen in to it, yeah. I used to, I used to work for a, an aircraft manufacturer that – there you go. All right, here's, here's another one. This one actually comes from Roman. It looks like a uh, Czech name. Uh-oh. Is this a compliment sandwich? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Read it slowly. <laughs> so, all right. It says, hello, Pete. Just wanted to say that for the past few days, I've been binge listening to your podcasts. Only a few left to go. They are, they are well-researched and quality recording. All right. So far, so good. Okay. I'm waiting okay. for the butt. <laughs> all right. But. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Just, my understanding is that you have been in Prague for two years and that the other host was a tour guide and has been here for seven years. What impresses me is your confidence and the amount of knowledge you already have about Czech culture and history. I was born in Czech, but moved to Canada when I was three, lived in Canada for 27 years, and then came back to Czech for a visit. So far, the visit has lasted seven years. I can fully understand the language and speak it fluently. For seven years, I've picked up bits and pieces about the culture and history from Czech friends and their relatives, but your podcast is putting it all together for me. Like you, during my first years, I just traveled all over the place, but unlike you, you, I learned nothing. (laughs) I found your podcast because just last week, I found out that the biggest vampire graveyard is in Chelakovice. I did not know this, and I have lived in Chelakovice for seven years. Your vampire podcast was interesting. I already went to go look at the street where the grave was found, and I'm going to visit the Chelakovice Museum tomorrow because it supposedly has more information about it. Once again, thank you for your very entertaining and quality podcast. I hope to continue. Roman. Bam. We schooled someone in his own hometown. (laughs) Well, you know, here's here's how you pay it forward. So great compliment, Roman. Thank you so much for that. Um, and because of your comment, I took I did some research about you know what I need to go to that museum. So yeah. I think maybe after I got that comment about a month after that, I actually drove down there and I went to the museum uh, with my son. And it's a nice, cute little museum in a small little town. And it was interesting interesting to see some of the things that we were researching to do the show in person, right in front of you. And Travis, we have just a few more before we wrap up the show tonight. What's, the, All what's right. this? This one is from uh, Johannes. And he says, Dear Mr. Coleman, that, that's how you know that it's going to be... <laughs> the, am I getting audited? That, that's <laughs> What's how going you know. on here? <laughs> he says, Greetings from a fellow expat in, in Prague. I enjoy your Bohemian podcast very much, specifically the personal touch integrating your family. You also have a very good selection of subjects. But history is always a little bit tricky and Europe more complicated as it seems. So here's my comments to your episode 29 on Czech legends. First of all. <laughs> oh, man. This is, a, this is a bulleted list, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> Kinski Palace is in Prague. Or, sorry. Kinski Palace in Prague is not on Charles Square, Karlovo Namiesti, but on Old Town Square, Staromieski Namiesti. Faust Home is on Charles Square. Yeah, this is obvious. Did it? So I must have... Well, I think we had a laps, lapsus lingua, as they say. So, so let me... The, slip of the tongue. Let me say this. Yeah. So that is... Obviously, I know that. Um, I think... So I, what I should point out is that when I do the legends, I do it off the top of my head because it's from my tour guide days or just because I've read them a thousand times. So, yeah, this was not written down in front of me. And I'm just it's just storytelling at its, you know, there's just oral history. There's nothing written down about it. Um, so, yeah, I probably get the I probably get the details wrong. Um, I am aware and have always been aware that it's on Old Town Square. Uh, the tour was in Old Town Square, not Charles Square. So, that yeah, I mean, clearly just a slip of the tongue. Um 
And yes, I'm also aware that the Faust House is, is on Charles Square. Okay, number two. Hus Monument was not built by the communists. Hus Monument was dis was discussed after the 1889 movements to promote famous Czech people, people and supported by the Young Czech Movement. It was inaugurated in 1915, the anniversary of his burning in 1415. The communists rebuilt Bethlehem Chapel, the main church he preached in. Okay, so none of this is news to us either. No. I'm not sure something got lost in translation or... No, you know, I, I actually, I think I remember what I... What, pretty close to what my sentiments so, okay, were. Because okay. I've heard from different people, and of course this doesn't mean that it's always true. This happens when you're, when you're trying to get a, some historical rele relevancy here. You have to understand, the communists, when they came into, in, uh, into power here... They wanted to make sure that they backed things that were going to put put a uh, put a hurting on certain institutions that they felt were that they were at odds with, and that included the Catholic Church. So, anything this this is a perfect example of that. When you see uh, on top of on top of one of the major hills here overlooking Prague, you see the monument to Jan Zizka, right? Jan Zizka was a famous Hussite warrior that many people consider a terrorist of his day. Other people consider him a hero because he fought the good fight against the Catholic Catholic Church, rather. Mm -hmm. So the, the communists latched onto that, and they wanted to make sure that that was promoted because the Catholic Church was something that they were at odds with uh, during the communist times. So that led to me to, to thinking the whole idea about Jan Hus being the martyr that was burned uh, at the stake by the Catholics that that led to uh, the Hussite movement would be part of that. So. There, there might be some of that connection there that I didn't really uh, see, other than from what I've been told from other people. Yeah, you know that have, have anti-communist leanings. But, Let's just put it that way. Hey, always send us corrections. I mean, mm -hmm. we'll be happy to correct sure. ourselves. We've gone back and edited old shows because someone's like, "Well, what are you guys talking about?" We That's, got some great you know, stuff on enough. the Jewish show. Uh, you know, we had some yeah. people that that were you know uh, scholars of Jewish law and 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 they helped us a, a great deal on saying, well, "Okay, well, this is true, but this is really." You kind of got off track on this one, so yeah, or uh, oversimplified or whatever. Hey, yeah. you know that's how we learn. That that's great. Um, okay, he goes on though. <laughs> Wait, Johannes, more? <laughs> Johannes isn't done yet. Oh man. <laughs> Three. Kafka, Kafka's father did not have a bookstore. Store. Kafka's father had a haberdashery. Okay, uh, sort of like a yeah. Okay, that makes that makes in, sense in the Kinski Palace. Today it's a bookstore. Maybe that's the word. Absolutely, today, yeah. So maybe yeah, they got I, confused with it. I I know yeah. because Kafka is an author, and because it's, today it's a Kafka bookstore. Right. That often gets confused. Yeah. I I stand corrected. I'm I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Um, or I did one or two. <laughs> thank thanks, Johannes. Then he goes on to say, "Please do not take this comment personal." Yeah, no worries. Absolutely. Um, even printed city guides have sometimes material errors, and a large part of what the guides tell could be annotated. That includes my own tours. And as a former tour guide, yeah, let me tell you, don't take anything I say without a grain of salt. <laughs> um, how about donkey a few miles, Johannes? Um, all right, this this is uh, from a listener from Oregon by the name of Sandy. Uh, Pete, I love the new look of your homepage. Like I said, we just redid the new uh, Bohemican.com uh, website. It's still somewhat being uh, finishing touches, but I'm, uh, thank you, Sandy, for saying that. And she also goes on to say, I think you need some pics of Travis. He is so handsome. That's well, to great. To, to this That's listener, I would, I would like to retort. Um, <laughs> so she's obviously pretty caught up on our shows. I, we, from we, your hometown. We appreciate that. Weird. Um, yeah, she's, she's from my hometown. <laughs> and I would like to say, Mom... <laughs> Get back to work. Knock it off. It is, this is stop, great. Stop trolling our comments. Folks, section. this is true. This is Travis's mom. This is this is Mrs. Travis. <laughs> so th this is this is great. Um, I got this comment just the other day, and I, I said, Travis, you know anybody from Corvallis, Oregon? 
And and she goes, yeah. I'm like, I started saying, and he started laughing. Yeah, it's his mom, Sandy. Hi, hi, Sandy. <laughs> so, hi, mom. Yeah, hi, mom. Um, so yeah, folks, thank you so much for listening, not only to tonight, but continually listening. Please pass the word on to people that might have you know a passing interest not only in Czech, Czech Republic history or Czech Republic, but Central Europe or traveling in general. This show really kind of covers a, a lot of ground. Uh, Travis, moving forward, there's some big changes going on. We'll wrap up our show tonight with talking about some things that are coming up. The biggest news that we have, we mentioned it in the last episode, you're moving back to the United States. Yep, I am in fact moving. My um, reign of terror in the Czech Republic has come to an end. <laughs> so, yeah, but the show will go on. Um, you know, there might be a couple of weeks here or there when I'm moving stuff around and you know, waiting for my microphones to arrive, something... Um, but we'll try to pre-record enough shows so there's not too much of a gap. If you hear a couple, if you hear a couple of weeks of silence or something, don't don't worry, don't give up. We'll we'll be back for sure. And and, and we're we're going to still keep doing this. I'll, I'll be in touch. Even there's a nine hour difference between the West Coast of yeah, the United States no and, and Prague. I'm an early riser. Yeah, and I stay up late, so it'll work out. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to do some things on occasion. We're going to try we try out Google Chat and some other type of recording issues so that we're, that Travis and I will still be part of this show. And do the show like this in, in that sense. Um, we hope you like the direction we're moving in in 2015. Again, a lot of great shows coming up. We've got another Christmas episode coming up for the, for this year. That was one of our most listened to shows of all time. Yeah, Czech Christmases are very interesting. So we'll definitely do another show on that. Yep. And again, thanks to all the people that have reviewed us on iTunes. That really keep that, doing that. That probably helps us the most. And we've gotten some great comments there. Really positive stuff. And all the people that liked the Bohemian Facebook page. Um, there's there's sometimes a good discussion going on there, you know your Twitter followers, all those guys. Thank you very much, and um, yeah, well, I mean we always love to hear from you. So uh, except for mom, <laughs> stop trolling the comments. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks very much, and uh, have a good evening. Yep. Bye. You have been listening to the Bohemian podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas, and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com. Or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemian Podcast, thank you for listening.